What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bravo Critics. I'm Arielle. And I'm Ricky. This is the place where we discuss pop culture news and all things Bravo. Here, we mention it all while making it nice. So grab a drink and hang with us. Everyone's a critic. What's up, Bravo Critics? Arielle and Ricky here with another fun episode for you. We have a lot of news this week, and we got a lot of shit to talk about. (laughs) You know, and meanwhile, I'm still sitting over here. It's February now. We've already launched a second season. I'm like, feels wrong that we're not talking about um, a Roni rewatch, but there's been a little bit of news in the Roni world. and. I'm not sure. I, it makes me a little bit nervous. I mean, so we're we're hearing reports from page six that the Roni legacy, um, you know, is stalled because of contract negotiations. And then like the next day, Andy Cohen's like, that's not true. And then the next day, a source close to Kelly Ben Simone, you know, we love our Kelly Ben Simone, um, is saying that Jill's the reason why there's a holdout. It's been I can't. It's, it's been a roller ride. coaster. It's been a roller coaster for us emotionally. And I feel like every time we talk about it, we're reporting something new, something different. There's literally no consistency with this Roni legacy storyline because we hear right after BravoCon, oh, yep, that's our main focus. And then it's like crickets for a while. And then next thing you know, it's like, nope, it's not happening. And they gave us a little taste with giving us Alex McCord for ultimate girls trip. So it was like, Oh my gosh, the Roni gods are like all coming together. And then thirsty Jill. I, <laughs> I, I cannot help but to believe that that is true. true. She's denied it since then, but I run down the list and I don't know. I mean, maybe they are potentially really lowballing these ladies. And I've also read about how sometimes networks will put out stories like that one in page six about the stalls of talk to get the women to sign their contracts and stop asking for money because then to them it's like oh shit we're about to lose even what we're asking for but it's just like who on that cast would be asking for the pay like that friends was getting that's crazy I mean, and we all have to take that with a grain of salt because friends just money... to, you just have to run through like the list of ladies and think about like who would actually be asking for that kind of money and who would flippantly say that also because quite frankly i love the roni ladies but they are not the cast of friends in their heyday like a million dollars an episode because it's like they weren't even making that much money during the heyday of roni (laughs) exactly i mean so i don't know like people that were making like i remember it was a really big deal when like people like you know, Lisa Vanderpump and Nini, like all these people left around the same time. And it was like, all these people are also people that Bravo pay like a million dollars a season, not an episode. Exactly. So a season, that's one thing. So I I think we kind of have to, I'm curious how much of it is actually true, but I actually feel that there is hope. I think that we are going to get, and I felt this way even before Andy made a post on Twitter saying like, don't, believe everything you read or everything you hear because I really truly feel that they know that Roni is 
a hot commodity for them and it will continue to be moving forward. And I think that Bravo might also be thinking like, how do we want to move forward? Is this something we want to launch on Peacock? Like is NBC Universal, are they taking this? Like, are they going to own the rights to it? Or is it going to be a Bravo thing? Because it's also like, what what is even the format of the show going to be? You know, is right. it going to be just like a 10 episode arc of them just like hanging out, doing like a party, going on a quick trip, like that kind of stuff. Like, you know, like are we going to get like an episode of the Berkshires? Or is it going to feel like a full season of like housewives? I'd even take a Roni legacy ultimate girls trip where it was just them on trip. Cause that's the best part of Roni. I mean, yeah. it, outside of the Berkshires taking them on a trip. So that would be fantastic ideas. Andy Cohen right here. You heard it here. Give Roni legacy an ultimate girls trip and just bring us back every season for them. <laughs> or <laughs> even give us like, I almost feel like there should be a version of, um, Roni, that could almost be like Summer House, where it's like they go to the Hamptons and they're like basically out there all summer. Like, you know, if we're going to change up, especially the timing of the filming, because obviously this is telling us that they have not started filming. Because I feel like Andy would at least go as far as to say, like, I don't know, we've already shot a couple scenes. Like, yeah, he, he would at least be teasing that to give people an idea. I, I still think that the contracts are not signed and nothing is finalized. But I would it'd be sort of fun if it were like almost like a summer house type thing because I mean usually they start towards the end of summer, so we only get like a couple episodes of the Hamptons, and then the return to the city. You know, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then it like ends with their girls trip usually after the first of the year. Yeah, I think that. If even if Jill can't get on board, bye, bitch. Move it on. Mo keep it moving. Like you can't make it work all the time. There's so many other people that they could bring in. Like, yes, you're never going to get a Bethany. You know, honestly, I would be even more. I would be fine if you know, controversial. But bring Ramona. Ramona back. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, let's bring Ramona and keep it moving. And I said that on my page the other day. You know, I made a comment. You know, I posted something about Roni and a lot of people were like, hey, we don't want to see Ramona back. I understand and respect that. I understand and respect that. But I do, too. And and I've always had like a love hate relationship with Ramona and I in no way support or condone any of her actions. I mean, she's offended the gay community just as much as any other community. But. I don't know. There, there's something about her on television. And there's also just something that's like nice when you do see her friends that are like, we're not going to put up with that shit. Like that's, also, that's almost been one of the best parts about Roni through the years that we've already gotten is people calling Ramona out on her shit. And it's like, it's showing people that are like that. Like it's not okay to be like that. And here's a couple different reasons why. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I exactly we I do not condone anything that she's done or said that has been ignorant. I mean, but she is such good TV sometimes. I it, it just is what it is. I mean No one takes a lashing like Ramona, and that's sort of why I like her. I mean, she shits on the floor in elevators. Like, she's so good. She doesn't wear masks in the ocean. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she gets a chemical peel right before she goes. It's like, a, it's like a pizza without any cheese. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to what she's saying to me and take her seriously. It always goes back to Roni. So every, gonna, we'll yes. see what happens there. But you know, I think that the other ladies that 
are allegedly lined up for this can carry a show even without Jill Zarin. The show survived another, you know, nine seasons without Jill Zarin. Maybe the last one didn't go so well, but, you know, the heydays of Roni, even though I <coughs> love those early years, even though I love those early years of Roni, it's still not anything compared to like when you get to like seven, eight, nine, ten. Like, yes, that was completely different. They were. It was like you took the same characters a decade apart from each other. Was it a decade apart? Almost. Yeah. I mean, shit, seven seasons. Like, you know. It's like, I'm sorry, Jill, but honestly, like, Dorinda is more Roni at this point than you are, and she's not an OG. 100%. She, she lasted more seasons on the show than you did. Yeah, that's true. Jill only made it through season four, right? Mm-hmm. Four seasons. And we got Dorinda, like, Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Yeah. So six seasons. Yeah. So take that to the bank, bitch. What the fuck is going on with the Robin and Juan Dixon? It's the weirdest situation, and it makes me just feel like what a fraud. It it's such a fraud, and they've already like it's funny because like so many people have like talked about this and they're like, you've got you two, you along with Giselle have gone after Eddie, Michael, Ray, Chris, like you have like lobbied all these allegations against all these other men, but you're acting like your relationship with Juan Dixon is like real and to be respected. Like bitch, please. I'm so over Robin. I think she doesn't need to come back. I think I'm done with her. I think I'm, I've been done with Giselle. Like, I'm so over the green-eyed bandits. Like, I'm over them. Like, I was here for Robin stepping up her game this season because I was thinking, like, oh, bitch knows that she needs to do a little something because she needs to secure her spot. But now that I know why she was doing so much to basically cover up what was going on at her home and with her husband and then this fake wedding and then we find out they got married and it's just, like, I couldn't be any less interested in Robin dixon or giselle bryant i could not giselle is pretty that is all she has to offer like i'm bored by these broads they need to go and her and giselle and karen didn't even bicker this season really so that's like one of the fun things i enjoy too yeah because the, the one thing i will say about giselle is like in the early seasons i did like her and i thought like oh wow she's like a nini level like shade queen like just like the stuff that she said was always really funny. She could always read a bitch for filth, like in like one line. Robin has always just had like major sidekick energy. Yeah. And it's so boring. And yeah. I'm over it. I'm tired of her trying to make this a storyline. It's like, maybe we're not inviting mom to the wedding because my husband was just cheating on me like six months ago. Like, yeah, I don't, I mean, you know, here's the thing. Like, I'm not going to judge any relationship if they want. Maybe this is something that they don't care about. Maybe they are fine having an open relationship or, you know, some people are fine if like mistakes happen um, as long as it's not, you know, like a um, recurring thing, a recurring thing or like an emotional affair. Like some people are fine with that kind of shit. And maybe that's where Robin and Juan are in their lives. But well, then don't be on a reality show or tell yeah. the truth. Because quite frankly, like if you're not giving me the backstory and you're not giving me the goods, why are you taking up a perfectly good spot on a cast? 
because there's a million other people that would probably kill to be in that position. And listen, if, if I, the, the thing to me is like, as soon as they, those rumors were brought up, I was like, they're probably true. Like, Oh yeah. Um, and like just the way Juan reacted and he was so mad, like he didn't say that it wasn't true. He was mad that they were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and I feel like if that were me and I knew in my mind that I hadn't done that, I'd be like, Robin, I'm not doing this. Not hang up. Yeah. Um, like I'm not about to be a storyline. Bye. I would, I, quite frankly, if that happened to me, I would not have called my husband on camera either. So that just goes to show that they had a plan where she knew, okay, this is going to come up at some point. We got the DMs. She's like, as so soon as I, this all happens. I'm calling you on I'm camera. And yeah, so they already had, they had a plan. 100%. And that's how those green-eyed bandits play. And that's like... That's when I really hate housewives is when people like play too much game. Well, and I also like, this feel- isn't fucking survivor. This isn't the traders. Like we don't need to be playing game. Just which be is, real and be interesting. Is, no. And I think that that's what Heather's trying to do on Salt Lake city this season too. She's trying to be like this little spinning, you know, web spinning type um, individual who she doesn't realize now she's coming off so hard. And so just uncaring and unkind um, and I just think that I, the it's, fact that I'm defending Whitney is saying it, something because I can't stand it. Feels it. Wrong, it but feels it's wrong, right. and I don't like that she's putting me in this position. Like Heather, don't make me defend Whitney because this is just not how the universe should be. <laughs> the the world is not leveled right now. <laughs> it's just such a fucked up the the way she's handling all of it, and I think we're like. So I saw a clip that was from like the Salt Lake City after show and. This ties back to Ultimate Girls Trip 3 because on that trip, apparently Whitney and Heather make up. This is after the reunion. So they apparently make up during season three of Girls Trip. Basically because Whitney says that um, Heather did it mostly to please the other women because people were sort of pushing them to like make up. And she said that they thought they were made up. Next time they see each other is at BravoCon. And that panel does not go well. Yeah. And Whitney's all like, you know, as soon as that panel was over and our mics were taken away, I was like, what the fuck was that, Heather? Like, what the fuck was that? Like, I thought we were good. And she's like, this is not the time or the place. But the thing is, Heather has always been this person. But the problem is for her now is that Whitney is not on her side. Whitney was like her little like toy. She'd wind her up. And then Whitney, like, because remember, Heather is the one that um sort of had that problem with um jen shaw and like had the rumors about jen shaw before coach's party in that first season and heather told whitney at the party where she threw the drink yeah yeah Heather told whitney before that party about it and she pushed whitney to confront jen about it even though they already damn well knew at this point do not confront this woman when she's drunk because she will pop off yeah, she used um, she used Whitney as her little pawn, and that is not going to work anymore. And so I'm curious to see. Now, here's the thing that I think that Heather needs to watch out for this season, and then we can move on because Salt Lake City is, quite frankly, a snooze this season. So all I want to say is I think that 
Heather's saving grace this season was that Whitney still cared and had that love and that bond and that connection with Heather. Heather is blatantly spit in Whitney's face. Whitney's now processed it, worked through it, drew the line in the sand. And next season, she's going to get a different response from Whitney because Whitney doesn't fucking care anymore, I think, now. So now you're going to get – there's a difference when you get a reaction from somebody who cares as opposed to somebody who doesn't. And it's going to be a different Whitney. So I'm I'm hopeful that next season will be better. I couldn't be any less bored with these Angies. Like, the Salt Lake City should be on pause, in my opinion. But, you know, the fact that they're already going to be – Lisa Barlow can't do it all. Lisa Barlow cannot do it all. I mean, the the whole reunion was bullshit. First of all, I mean, if I if there's an Angie that I like, it's going to be Angie K. Angie H, thirsty bitch. She's moved around from being tr- trying to be friends with Lisa Barlow. She was friends with Whitney. She was friends with Heather. Like, why next? She's going to be like Meredith's best friend. And then to find out she ended up giving money to Jen for her... Uh, legal shit and a lot of people are like saying that's probably the only way that jen said that she would like forgive her and don't forget jen shaw also said that this particular woman made her want to kill herself and the fact that they were just talking like she called every single person and heather was the one that revealed that right yeah and i thought that angie was your well but here's the thing i actually think that heather gave her money i do too I do too. But why, if Heather was hiding it, would she bring it up? Because she's dumb. Exactly. I mean, my thing is that she probably thought, if I say, I mean, it's just like, it always goes back to traitors. It's like that idiot guy that thought that, oh, I'm going to say that I got recruited by the traitors and I'm already one. Like, she's basically trying to like do that to be like, well, I didn't do it, but I'm going to see if anyone else is going to confess because I know she called all of us. You know, I want to put this into the Lisa Barlow was real. She was like, yeah, she called me for the money. I thought about doing it, but my attorney said no. They're like, did you ask your attorney about it? She's like, yeah, actually I did. Um, And that's the thing. Like, I'm going to put this out here. I'm going to manifest this into the world right now that Salt Lake City is going to come back renewed, revamped um, with a fresh pep in its step because we won't have Jen Shaw anymore. And if they do bring back Mary, I kind of hope they don't. But if they do, and she is a friend of, we'll see how that goes. But I'm hopeful. I just don't think the answer is to bring back someone else that may or may not be involved in, like, some sketchy activities. I mean, let's talk about her cult church then. (laughs) Yeah. You know, know Whitney's already, like, she's seeing the news on page six. And she's like, okay, let me get out my notebook so I can talk about how she's going to rot in hell. You sound just like her. I, there's just something something about her voice is like also it drives me so crazy about her because she's like, what do you mean you don't want to repair things? <laughs> she like, it's the weirdest accent. That's one of the best things about like watching Housewives is you get like so many different accents, so many pronunciations of words. Hers is one of the weirdest. Aye, aye, aye. It is weird. She speaks so slow and like she speaks like she really needs some helling. <laughs> but, soft and like kind of a mellow high pitch. I don't even know how to describe it. It's so. It's odd. almost like a Utah Valley girl is maybe how you could describe it. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, 
here's hoping that Salt Lake City. I was glad to see that Andy actually went in on Meredith. Meredith's dress. Even though her answers still pissed me off. And you can tell they pissed off Andy, too. Because, like, it's just like, so why are you still friends with Jen Shaw? And she's like, well, I'm Andy. I don't really have an answer for that. I don't want her to die. I don't want her to die. He's like, well, nobody said that you want them to die. Nobody wants her to die. (laughs) But I'm just trying to clarify. So he could have went harder on her, but he knew he was just going to get the attorney response from her. And so I honestly, I'm sorry, guys. I couldn't be less interested in Salt Lake City this season. Like the reunion, I was like, thank God you're not three episodes because I couldn't give you the three episodes. Like I just couldn't. Like I said, like, well, it's also crazy because like last season was like one of the wildest seasons of Housewives ever with what went down with Jen and, you know, we got that epic hot mic moment. And I think last season was really good because it really gave lisa a chance to shine and not be under this pressure of like heather trying to control the narrative and like that's the thing is heather came into this show knowing the fucking game somehow or like a game plan and she's pulled this long con and people are finally starting to see her the black guy turned out to be nothing now she wants to cry because she's she was blacked out and i liked how lisa barlow called out the reunion like you know what there were people that could have lost their jobs and there were people that were supposed to be watching us and you were going to like, you were like getting them involved in an investigation basically because you got drunk, fell down and hit your eye. And you were embarrassed to say that you were drunk. Like you're not the first, you're not going to be the last. Like it's not that serious. Yeah. Like Luann laughs it off. And like, that's like Luann's now proud of falling in those bushes. And you know what? She's probably going to try to use it to her advantage you know, as time goes on, it's going to be like a badge of honor for Heather at some point. But if she would have just did it the right, right way, it's like, ugh, we, hate, I don't know. I don't use the word hate, but I'm over her. She's so uninteresting. I she's told least, you she's, she's, she's a least interesting to look at. I told you before, <laughs> she is a Teddy level housewife. Oh my gosh. Sorry guys. I just had to quote Kim Kardashian. I'm really not judging Heather's looks. <laughs> I just had to quote Kim. But anyways, moving on um, and other news, which is not so great news. Um, I saw that. I know you don't really watch Southern Charm, but Olivia Flowers, she's Austin Kroll's girlfriend. Um, her brother passed away. Connor, he actually had some dealings with Thomas Ravenel. Oh and God. I think that. You know, he maybe had not had such great dealings and maybe I don't know if he had drug issues or drug use or what exactly happened. And they haven't released the cause of death. Um, But regardless of what his issue was, a mother and a father lost their child. A sister lost her brother. And I feel very, very sad for her. And so I had posted something actually the other day, just, you know, reporting on the passing of Connor's death or, you know, reporting on the passing of him. And she sent me a message saying, you know, thank you for your kind words and everything. And I thought that that was really nice. And it was like late at night. So you could tell she was probably like scrolling IG. And it was, I think they're just doing the funeral this weekend. So it was like right after news had broke. But I felt bad for her and it was sad. Death is never an easy situation. So that's awful. Yeah. You never, it's like, you don't want to report on it, but also you want to make sure that if the news is getting out there, that people are doing it in a respectful manner. 
And so I always try to do that. I try to be respectful. So, yeah, I'm, I, that's just so awful, but I, I, I don't really know Olivia. You said she's Austin's girlfriend. Yeah, she's fairly new. We just met her this past season and she's more of a, well, I think she's a cast member. She initially is like started as like a friend of, I felt like. Right. Like girlfriend type thing. Is, do you think that she's going to make, I, I mean, I obviously Craig is going to appear on summer house this next season, but do you think that she's going to show up with like Austin to babysit him while he's there with all these girls? He's fucked over. <laughs> Well, I don't think so. We almost had a visit from her on Winter House this past season. We saw Austin trying to get her there, and that caused a little bit of drama with Sierra. Um, but Olivia was smart enough to not interject herself there. So I don't think we're going to see her on Summer House this season. But I think that she may venture into a Winter House, possibly, in the coming seasons. But... No, Wait, I'm so excited for of Winter House. I hate to change the subject like this, but the preview for the Potomac reunion. Have you seen that? And <gasps> yes. they're talking about how like Ashley's dating Luke, and um, they're like talking. They don't. Well, first of all, it's like, what is Bravo's problem with Jason? Like, why are we calling him hot stuff from Winter House and not saying Jason from Winter House? Because like um, they completely like, cut him out of Summer House when he appeared. Well, that's what I think Giselle calls him, is hot stuff. This is why I think that Andy used that term, because I think that's what Giselle calls him, hot stuff. And see, the thing is, I think that the Ashley and Luke thing was, like, real, at least to the extent of, like, they're just two grown-ups having fun. But the Giselle and Jason thing, I think she was just trying to get people talking about her. Yeah, I think so. And I think that they're more so friends. And I think until Jason... Like, I want him to still be a nice guy, but. And here's the thing. I think Giselle is fucking gorgeous, but until she stops trying to play like shade assassin and like all of that, like karma is going to keep catching up and she's not going to find herself in a relationship with a good guy. I agree a hundred percent. Like, sorry, Giselle. It's the way it is. Like you have come for every single person's man on this show. You probably wouldn't come for Sharice's man if he didn't leave her as early as he did. Well, I'm curious to see what she's going to say after, because apparently there's going to be a one-on-one with Robin Dixon um, that Andy shot, and it's going to air as part three of the Potomac reunion. I'm guessing Bravo was like, if you don't do this, it's going to be a breach of contract. They're pissed at her. Andy, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, Andy's pissed. So, yeah, so we're going to get to... I think that the reunion is going to be two parts and the third part is going to be the watch what happens live between Andy and Robin, which I don't really need to see. No, I don't care at this point. I mean, we can see her try to spin this story. She should have just shut up. I only want to see a one-on-one if someone is like in a situation, like a one-on-one with Andy, if it's like a situation where like Luann and him, Luann and him. I also really liked the one that he did with, Teresa and Joe after mm-hmm. they were sentenced like that was a really good interview and then he also did another one with her because I I've randomly just been watching Jersey because it's been playing because the season is starting this week and there was the reunion or there was the season where at the end of the season it there was like a um you know 
Teresa had a one-on-one with Andy and Joe was on like Skype yeah. from Italy. And it was like, he had just gotten deported. I thought that was great. I don't need to hear about Robin and her storyline. She's c- trying to cover up. Cause like, do we really think she's going to be honest? Not really. No, but I think that it's good that Andy's making an example out of her saying, no, we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the husbands because if not, you are setting a precedent that any other housewife can basically withhold information in real time while they're filming. And that is not what the game is about. So if you can't play with the big dogs, then get out. Yeah. So that's how I feel about it. And I think that we will see how the Potomac reunion plays out and that's it did the season end we still have one more episode right uh yeah the finale is tonight 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 is the finale so we'll see and then we'll get next week we're we're recording this on the sunday the 5th of february so next week is the super bowl so i'm guessing we're probably gonna have to wait a week for the reunion to start so that will be good too so that maybe yeah it's probably good timing for Bravo because like, okay, now we have an extra amount of time to put this Robin shit together because imagine how annoyed some like PA is out there. They're like, God damn it. This reunion, I just had it cut perfectly. Yeah. Now we have to bring this Robin stuff and I have to rewatch everything that might be like, cause you know, like now in this preview for the reunion, they're highlighting where Karen's saying, I know the stuff about Juan and the blonde girl is true. And I have witnesses. Yeah. Like, yeah. that might have been something they cut before, but, like, now after this Robin stuff, they're like, that's in the trailer. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Sometimes they put things in the trailer that don't even make it to the season, though. And no. I've been wondering if that's going to be, like, some sort of legal issue for them in the future. Because there was actually a case um, that, like, won in the United States that someone sued some production company for basically like showing that someone was going to be in a movie and that scene with that specific person ended up getting cut. So it created this new precedent where you can't really like, what's the new like false advertising. Oh yeah. You're basically getting people to buy into something that's your show. What you're showing is not actually what's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. And I would think about that with like Marvel because like with Marvel, they do so many commercials where they like do stuff to throw people off. And like the fans sort of like it because they want to be given something, but it's always sort of a nice surprise when it doesn't happen that way. Like, you know, I'm a big Marvel nerd and like that they did that with like infinity war and they were showing like Hulk was going to be in a scene and he never was in that scene. But, you know, I still love Marvel. You know, they just put Wakanda forever on Disney plus this week. And I'm all about that life. I loved that movie. I should have seen it in theaters. I'm, I, I never really liked movie theaters too much before COVID because I always thought they were a little bit gross, but now I'm just like even more grossed out, but also I'll still go and see some movies, but I was really happy that came to Disney plus. I really liked it. You know, a plus acting from the entire cast. Angela, like give her everything she deserves. I love Angela Bassett. I mean, ever since the waiting to exhale days, I mean, I've been an Angela Bassett stan. I have not been to the movies in forever. I'm going to go see Titanic. I think next weekend, um, and, you know, 3D, 4, 5K, whatever the hell it is. 
Um, and I'm, <laughs> gonna see, <laughs> I'm gonna see if I can go find um, a movie theater where they do like the drinks and the dinner at your seat. Because normally I don't like, I've never done that, but normally I haven't I mean, done that. Titanic, it feels like you should treat yourself. Like you should be like first class. And it's also like, you know, normally I don't like to eat or drink a ton in the middle of the movie. Cause I'm like, oh my God, if I have to pee, once I break the seal, then it's like, I'm missing the movie, but I've seen this movie a million times. So it's okay if I had a three hour movie and I eat and drink and I have to go to the bathroom three times. Like I will be okay. Cause I will feel. No one really needs to see Rose dancing ground and steerage to irish music oh my god i love that part i'm not a big bag like bagpipes fan so 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 here let me tell you a fun fact about myself and then we'll keep it moving when i was a child i was obsessed with um michael flatley lord of the dance and i begged my mom to take me to go see this i used to sit there as a kid and watch channel 11 and like watch him do like all the lord of the and my mom told me that he never came to town as a child, I believe that. And then when I got older, she was like, I hated that shit so much. He came to Chicago <laughs> all the time. I just did not want to take you. And she goes, and tickets weren't even that expensive. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I loved it, though. Something else randomly, though, like, I, so first of all, I, I didn't go and see this in theaters, but it's available to, like, rent now. Because um, movies, like, that is one nice result of the pandemic is, like, you can get movies at home easier. I love watching a movie at home. You can have the wine. No one has to be a designated driver. You don't have to pay for an Uber, the food, all of that stuff. Um, it's just nice to be able to watch a movie from home. But anyways, um, that Megan movie, I never thought that I'd want to see it. But for some reason, I've gotten myself more and more convinced I was going to watch it last night, but then my husband sort of like took over and randomly wanted to watch 90 Day Fiance. So stay tuned on more news from that. <laughs> but, you know, I don't have a problem with 90 Day Fiance and it's all of that. I just kind of wanted to see this movie, which is so random because I didn't think I wanted to previously. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The, no, that movie looks a little wild to me. Not necessarily my vibe, but I mean, I feel like I, you know. Bravo's been so slow the past couple weeks that I've been branching out and watching some other things. Like, I finally did get caught up on Below Deck. I will say that. Below Deck. I didn't watch Below Deck Adventure, but I did get caught up on Below Deck. And so the last episode we just saw, I got to see that crazy girl Camille come back and, like, make out with her boyfriend and, like, make everybody feel uncomfortable and listen, the thing is, I'm not always 100% on Alyssa's side. I think that she has problems too. But Camille is not a good employee. No, she's horrible. And Frazier really was trying his best to be a good boss um, and build a rapport with his team. And obviously... He's a lot nicer than people like Kate or Hannah would have been with her. Because 100%. they would have checked her like daily. Well, and he's trying to have the same rapport and approach with every one of his stews. And it's worked with two of the three, but you can't always take the same approach with everybody. And I think he's like learning that now, you know, as a new manager, you have to learn. There's learning curves and he realizes, okay, I'm used to being elbow to elbow with you guys and being your friends and being your allies. And now I have to be your leader. And that's where he's kind of, I think, he did really good, but he's trying to find his footing. So I'll be happy 
Captain Sandy's gone and Captain Lee's back. Like that will make my heart happy. And we only have like another episode or two, I think. So no, there's still, they only just did the mid season trailer. We still have, I think three more charters at least. Well, but still that's like we more. We just got the new Dex do Tyler. Yeah. We'll seems see like he's good. He's, he seems like he's like used to running like a real operation. He looks so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But there's so. been a lot of drama with Captain Sandy and Captain Lee about Camille's firing. Yeah, there is. He said he what he would have liked to have been made aware of that. So he yeah, did not he say that. Up on Twitter and she got on um Radio Andy. Sandy was on Amy Phillips's show and basically saying that she's tried to call Captain Lee several times since that happened and he has not answered the phone. Well, why didn't he voice that he was annoyed when she told him? Maybe he was, and he just didn't want to, like, cause a scene right then. So I can say this. I think that she maybe should have made a call to him before she made the executive decision, and that he would have been okay with that. But I also think there's a chance, had she done that, he might have said, wait until I get back. I don't think she was fully thinking it through. I'm actually going to say... It was crazy because on like Amy Phillips's show, she was like, the boat was about to mutiny. And it's like, okay, that's a little dramatic. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I mean, <laughs> like, unless you're the chef who's serving nachos with canned corn, that's the only time that we're like in super distress. I think that I am so, I don't think Captain Sandy really did anything wrong. I think she gave him the respect immediately and told him what happened on his boat. But she, it's like when something's going she down, you know, his expectations. Right. And she didn't, you know, she put on her life vest first and then she, you know, took care of the others type thing. You know, I just feel like that was, he might be being a little tough on her, but you know, I'm always Captain Lee over, you know, Sandy. Yeah, I'm never really on Captain Sandy's side anyways. I'm sort of like a fuck you bitch. Yeah. Lee's mad at you. I am too. (laughs) Even though I didn't like Camille and I supported that decision. Yeah. But I really love the captain on Below Deck Adventure though. Captain Carrie. I think that you might be able to get into the show if you gave it a try. Maybe now that all of it's out, you can spot check it. I didn't like the episode with Heather and Angela. But there was some good stuff. There was some drama. The chef is like, you know, Below Deck is sometimes like good based solely off of who the chef is. The chef having meltdowns is a very core part of Below Deck. Yeah. But I really like the chief stew. Um, and I thought it was overall a good inaugural season. The adventuring part is a little bit weird. It's sort of basically like watching the traders and seeing them doing the challenges. Like, I'm not really into that part, but, you know, I'm overall so it was good. And we just had the finale. So I, I don't know if we're getting a reunion or not, but. I am not going to watch Below Duck Adventure, so. Um, that's just not going to happen, but (laughs) you mentioned traders and I'm really excited that traders got renewed and that Andy is going to be hosting the reunion for that. So that will be fun to see like Reza, Kyle, Brandy, Kate. I do think it's a little bit rude. Like why couldn't Alex coming be the... You know, the host. Why, is it, why does it have to be Andy? 
I mean, I like that Andy's the host for it. I also think that, you know, he was the... It almost feels a little unfair because it feels like he could end up playing favorite to the Bravo people. As he should. I mean, even though the only, like, shining star of the Bravo people really was Kate. Kate. But I, I have to say, Kyle's smarter than... I would normally give him credit for because he was actually, we'll get a little bit more, hopefully more of you've seen this show now. And if you haven't turn it off now, but Kyle was actually a lot smarter than I thought he would be. Like he ended up leaving the show because he was catching on to things. And he was, yes, that's exactly what it was. He was so, he was starting to be strategic and he was like, Oh, you guys got rid of me because I, just got on to you and he says that like you guys you know, saw Kyle, and Kate, they were the only ones who actually guessed who all three traders were brandy the only person that brandy and kate didn't have was that like that country guy they thought that he was and he wasn't yeah yeah michael and cody was the other one yeah so i'm excited though that it got renewed i'm curious to see who they're gonna pick for next cast i think that next Maybe a couple of people that you want to see Oh, I would love to see like Lala in there or yeah, give me four Bravo people you'd like to see four Bravo people. Okay. Pretending that we're following the same formula. Okay. Let me see. I'd love to see like a Lala. Okay. Let's put like Lala in there. I'd love to see. So I want to see like Candace. I think Candace would be really good. She has the good confessionals. She has the fashion. Because I feel like that's another thing Kate brought. Kate brought a lot of really good fashion to that show. I think like Lala. I think I'd love to see how I'm hitting it with uh, Vanderpump. I think I'd love to see like Tom Schwartz in there. Because I think he could confuse people with his goodness if he could hold it. The problem is Schwartz is kind of dumb. That's the thing. Schwartz is, that's, he's, he's like, like he's, not, he's, he's not that dumb. He's dumb. He's not that dumb. He plays dumb. He's smart. I don't know. He's smart. He, he is Jessica Simpson. He saw what worked for him and his cute little cuteness. He wrote on that, but he's not that dumb. He's lazy. He was lazy, but he's not that dumb, I don't think. But he might but take that same know. approach in that show, too, just being like the lazy bro. Which might work in his advantage is what I'm saying. People will be like, eh, he's too good. Like, if he doesn't get picked as a traitor, nobody's kicking him off. Yeah. You know what I mean? If like, he gets picked I as a traitor, like, I don't think they're picking him, though. <laughs> like, I feel like I want to see, like, Candace from Potomac. I want to see, like, Bali from Family Karma. I think she would be really good at that show. Um, I'd love to see like Jeff Lewis. Jeff Lewis would actually be really good too. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm going to go ahead and put him as like my third pick. And then I think oh, there was someone I had in mind. I'd love to see Dorinda. Dorinda would do well enough. I think she would make enemies pretty quick. I say Dorinda for sure. I definitely think Dorinda could do well. Because here's the thing major spoiler alert. Go back if you do not want any spoilers on traders. But Sari won traders basically because she was really good at playing that motherly figure. Yeah. And those two people completely bought into it. And when they were like, I trust you with my life. And then like two seconds later, she's like, yeah, I'm a traitor. Dolores. Dolores would be really cool. I would love that. 
Could you imagine someone like Danielle on there? <laughs> she would be. I got to pick one more person. So I got Lala, Jeff Lewis, Dolores, and I need to pick one more person. I would pick Candace. I would pick Candace. I would maybe, if, if I had to pick like another like periphery show, I'd maybe pick like Lindsay. I know that she's very polarizing, but that's almost like what those sort of shows need. Because I feel like she would almost be like a Brandy. Very confrontational. Well, that's how I feel like Lala would be. Like yeah. in your face, loud, vocal, but still lovable and nice. You know what I mean? Like almost like a in-between cross between Brandy and Kate. Like she falls somewhere in the middle, I think, there. Do you think they should bring in someone from MTV like Coral? Coral. Are you talking about 1997 Coral? No, Coral hasn't been in the game for, you know who they should bring in? Like a Johnny Bananas or something. Oh my God. He'd be wild. So let's talk. I would also like to see like Sonia though in that show, but just Sonia or Luann, just someone who's like, well, did you see shit happens? Did you see speaking of Johnny Bananas that Paige DeSorbo <laughs> got to host first look? Um, and she did like a tour through New York. I have it. I'm going to watch wow. it. I didn't get to watch it yet, but I like first look actually. I loved the episode. Johnny bananas did one with Sonia Morgan. That was so fun watching them like wide roller coasters and eat hot dogs and shit like that. Sonia and him were a fucking blast together. Um, and I have to tell you, well, you know, they were also on, um, worst cooks in America, like celebrity edition. They were, you're right. I remember that. So they've had. So they're friendly, you know, so they, and I was you really, Sonia has translated shows like that. Let's put her on traders. And it's funny because she may even make the same meal because on the worst cooks in America, she made the, um, lamb lollipops and yeah. the asparagus and the toaster oven. That's exactly what she demonstrated in Macy's like nearly 10 years earlier yeah. when I met her. You know what? I also think Paige would be good for traders because I think she's likable, but she's smart. She could be conniving, but people wouldn't maybe think that she's as conniving as she could be if she needed to be. The thing about her is she just likes to be liked and she comes they would home. They would throw her out of there so quick. They'd be like, everyone's like, Paige is it. Paige is a traitor. And I love Paige, though. So I think that Paige would be a good one on there, too. And I loved watching. I love watching her evolve. Like, I really enjoy seeing her, like, She's at the Amazon warehouse. Like she's actually taking, she took something and made something out of it. And that is what. Listen, this podcast is not the place to give Paige DeSorbo some love. Well, guess what? We're going to be giving her <laughs> over the coming weeks because we're going to be watching Summer House. And unless you watch it, you need to shut your Muppet mouth. I use that We're also going to be watching Real Housewives of New Jersey. And you know, I'm a tree hugger. And you guys are going to be listening from, to us. From what I've heard, like, Teresa says that people learn a lot more about who Melissa really is. We've heard interviews where she, that she did you with her damage control, everything we, she's trying to put in everybody's brain. But we've also, Carlos King is very respected and he was a major producer for so many of these shows. And like, they did clear on the record that Teresa did not know that Melissa and Joey were joining the show and that they never like told her. I don't know. But there's also like stuff coming out. Did you see all that? Like, first of all, I'm okay. This one you have to, the source is not a source I would normally 
pursue Jacqueline Lorita. But have you seen what she's been saying about Melissa? I believe it. I just feel like at this point, there's no reason for her to lie about it, especially because she did dislike Teresa so much. Can I be honest with you? I couldn't care less if Teresa and Melissa, if Melissa knew, if Teresa didn't, I don't care. Like literally here we are 10 years later. Well, the other part, well, I mean, the part with like Jacqueline is just like how Melissa is such like a manipulator. Well, don't be weak and get manipulated then. That's how I look at it. And I mean, Teresa's the biggest manipulator. But the and people I, that are being manipulated are okay, the fans Melissa. <laughs> like you guys, don't make us break up over Jersey. Me and, so here's probably the truth. They're both master manipulators. You're a Melissa Gorga manipulatee. And I'm, I'm not a Melissa Gorga stan. I just, I, there's, I, if you were like, pick your top Jersey housewives, Melissa's not on that list. I just don't like Teresa. Yeah. I think she's I like, not a good human I just being. think that like, Melissa is one of the problems with the show that has made it get as like toxic as it is. Well, if it wasn't for the, fam Melissa. the family problems. Yeah. Here's the, the thing. Like I, I, I love my Bravo shows and the family drama is so good, but like, I do hate how there's such an exploitation of like families. Like it's, it's already hard enough to get along with anyone, much less your family. Like, there's no need to like put them in situations where it only makes it worse. It's like, i.e. the Richard sisters. It's bittersweet. It is. It really is. Cause it's like, it makes for such good TV because the drama is real, but it's sad for them. But guess what? I can't care about your family dynamic more than you do. So if you care to destroy your family for a paycheck, then okay. Who am I to tell you not to? That's how I look at it. Yeah. I, I just feel like at this point, like, I'm more on the Teresa side, but I feel like Melissa has definitely not cared. And I think that Joey, I think that Joey Gorga has the best intentions. And I love that he does stick up for his wife, even if I think that he, you know, his sister's probably right in a lot of these situations. And Melissa does sort of gaslight things a lot. It's just fucked up to have all that shit aired. You know what that's, I mean? That's crazy to me because I couldn't disagree with that more. Like I could, I'm like, oh my god, Melissa's the gaslighter. Like, but we can't. You guys, that's a whole another episode. So we have to move on from New Jersey because otherwise, we, we literally. I'm sorry, we cannot ever talk about New Jersey, guys. Because see, this is where we're already going. Yeah, like it's. So we'll see, you guys. I don't know. We may have to do solo, and maybe this is something we toy with. Maybe we do it a little brief solo segment that's just a New Jersey base and we'll take Ricky's point of view and Ariel's point of view and we'll mash that shit together and we can see you guys pick a side who who's whose side are you on or who you know who's whose perspective do you relate to the most but you know we'll deal with that more on that later <laughs> exactly but guys I also have to tell you I have been I so I didn't watch it until after the finale get aired because I wanted to watch the entire thing as a whole. What? But Ariel did not finish White Lotus season two until this week. Oh my god! Yes, I know. But but do you I love it? And like, are you like bopping the theme song? Because I still am. I have it on my like iTunes playlist. Yes, I was singing it to you when you know earlier. But like, I can't hit. Like, I just want to dance to that and be. <laughs> Yes. And you guys, if you could see my jazz hands right now. Um, 
yes. No, I loved season two. I love Jennifer Coolidge even more. I thought it was a fantastic cast, which quite frankly, they got the cast. It was a better school. vibe than the first season. Like I loved the first season, but like season two was so good. There was a lot of sex. And so, so funny, like my husband would like walk into the room when I was watching it or like roll over, or, like he'd be asleep and like roll over, or, like see the television. So the other day he asked me, he goes, so what's that show about other than like a ton of people fucking? <laughs> And I was like, there's a lot of that. Um, but it's basically just about a bunch of people who go to a resort and you know, follow their stories. Babies, they're trying to murder me. I, I mean, me capiche. I thought that season two was better than season one, but I loved season one just as much. So um, I love, I, I think that they like exhibited Coolidge a lot better in season two. I agree. Like she delivered so many good lines, even though at the end of the day, you're so fucking pissed off that like, spoiler alert, only people like Ariel are only just now finishing this. Jennifer Coolidge dies because she tries to jump to the tender versus what trying to go down to the swim platform and like get over there. But it's like, I was what, like what the do you do? And so wait, so I knew that Jennifer Coolidge oh, died. Oh, let me see. And it's like, wait. no. Wait, I knew that Jennifer Coolidge died because I saw her acceptance speech when she won the award. And I'm seeing her try to get to the Tinder and I'm thinking, no, this is not the way they're going to take her out. Like, And then she just falls over and it's like, boom, boom. And I was like, oh, shit. And then it's just like pause for a second. I was like, damn, that's how they're doing it. Okay. Like, that was that simple. It was, she didn't go out in this grand you know, shoot out or something, which is what I thought might have happened. So I, I enjoyed yeah, I it. I did love the part where she's like, <laughs> he literally killed three people. Yeah. Probably more than that. There were a lot of gays on that boat. There were a lot of gays on that boat. Well, one gay jumped and swam, <laughs> one gay got away. So, you know, I thought that was a really good season. I enjoyed it. And that's what I was going to say. So the cast got a lot then, of publicity. I, what did you think about the fast sluts? The what? The fast sluts. What is that? The uh, Lucia and I can't think of what, what the other. Oh, one the is. fast. Oh, the prostitutes. Yeah. Um, they I were thought... some of my favorites. They cracked me up so much. I ended up loving the girl who um, played the piano. Yeah. Like I loved her whole storyline with Valentina at the resort. Like I loved her with the. Um, the piano player like that was she was probably one of my favorites and also when she gave that guy all those drugs oh my god i know like she's like i don't know which one it was hey i mean she did try to go and get she tried to find out which one it was but bitch wasn't listed so she's like fuck it just take them all yeah. <laughs> no i did like it but i wanted to say the cast got so much recognition after the show aired and they were everywhere all over social media and i know a lot of people were like oh my god they're really close in real life and i had to not read a lot of the stuff that happened after the fact. And I skipped through, didn't follow any of them on Instagram because I really tried to keep as much of the show that I could, like, you know, know it. yeah. Cause I knew Jennifer already died. Um, and so now I will be doing a deep dive this week on all things white Lotus season two. So I may have some more commentary as time goes on, but I loved it. Season two was fantastic. And you know what else I got to I watch? I love Theo James. I love that toxic masculinity so much, Cameron. 
Who's Cameron? Cameron. Oh, the the the, the, the frat boy. Yeah. The frat but it's also, boy. like they're like Daphne was really funny too. Like I loved like Aubrey Plaza has graduated to a whole new level of acting. Is that Daphne? No, um, Aubrey Plaza is the wife um, of Cameron. No, the wife of Ethan. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, the one that got kidnapped by Daphne to go to the resort. Aubrey Plaza, but remember, she was in like Parks and Rec. Did you ever watch that on NBC? Oh my David god, that was kept, so good. David, David, my husband, I keep saying he kept like David kept David kept. He told me that he knew. Luciana from something was she in anything because I kept going no she's not from anything and he's like I know that girl from something I'm like she's literally from nothing they're new well you know um Kim Kardashian apparently she really loved the two of them and she put them in like a skims ad together really yeah it's like a recent thing oh my god I gotta I gotta google this so yeah, yeah. So, I'm surprised you didn't know that you're all about the Kardashians I remember vaguely seeing something but remember I told you anything that was white lotus I just avoided it because I didn't want I don't like because as Ricky said earlier here I hate spoilers I was like really Jennifer in your acceptance speech like come on but um, I can't remember I can't believe you don't remember what, I'm trying to remember what her name was Aubrey Paws's character Harper Harper. Harper and Ethan. But, like, do you think that Harper and Cameron slept together? Yeah. 100%. Or at least started or he, to. or he went down on her. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny because they'd mentioned earlier on how, like, it was the effect that every time Ethan got interested in someone, Cameron would sleep with her. But did you... I, what I thought was interesting is it seemed like he was a lot more interested in his wife after he thought Cameron got so, with her. Yeah. And I also love that. I think that Ethan did. I felt so bad for her because she was really trying. Like he's like talking about like, oh, I'm always horny after my runs. And like, she like made an effort the next day to like be available for him. It's such a, it's just such a good show. And like the, like, cause I, the, there were so many points where I was like, I know Jennifer Coolidge dies, but how does Aubrey Plaza not kill someone? So I think that Ethan definitely had sex with Cameron's wife, though, on those rocks behind. I think so, too, because they left that completely, like, basically, like, we're your imagination. Like, we basically never saw anything more of that. I remember being like, wait, what happened? Yeah, wait, they fucked. Did I something? No. They fucked. So use your imagination. They totally did. Like, Especially because she's like, let me show you a picture of my trainer. And like, she shows like the picture of the kids. I fucking wanted to scream and die. I loved, I loved her character. I thought she was fantastic. They could have played her as the victim. She, and she didn't, she did not allow that to be her role. And the way she played it was so good. I loved it. I loved it. I hope to see her in something um, moving forward. I really liked her. You know what else I got to watch? Megan Fahey. Uh, did you get a chance? So, and this has been really kind of a hot commodity this past week. Did you have a chance to watch um, the Pam Anderson documentary on Netflix? I have not, but ever since that aired, you know, we were just talking about White Lotus. I've seen a lot of movement for Pamela Anderson to be like Jennifer Coolidge's grieving sister in the next White Lotus. I mean, can I say... 
I and I don't want to because this documentary documentary just came out. Didn't she just come out with a book too? So okay, I want to touch on a few things, and I and I won't bore you guys with this, and I won't ruin it just in case you haven't got to watch it yet. But quite frankly, the majority of the things that have been displayed on this documentary is you know things that have happened in the public eye, so we know about it, but it's like you know we don't know her point of view, things like that. So when they released, I think Hulu released a Pam and Tommy documentary. She did not give authorization for that. And she was very upset. She didn't watch it. And, you know, they quoted Tommy Lee saying, yeah, good for them. That's cool. That's great. And we later come to find out Pam texted Tommy saying, how do you feel about them letting out this documentary? And he said, don't allow it to do to you what you allowed it to do to you the first time, meaning the sex tape. What I learned from this is that they made not one penny off that sex tape ever. Somebody big time offered them $5 million for the rights of the tape and they said no. I mean, it was just so sad. The whole thing was so sad. I learned a few things. Let me just hit you with a few bullet points on this. She was assaulted as a child and molested by her female babysitter. She was then raped at 12 years old by a 25-year-old man. Um, she married Tommy Lee after only knowing him for four days when she actually had a boyfriend. So they he stalked her and met her in Cabo. She didn't even want him to come to Cabo. And then once he got there, they connected on her last day. They hung out for four days. He proposed. They got fucking married. Okay? So that's wild. I also want to point out, little side note, they are the OG tongers, a la Kravis, is what I'll say. You know how we see Megan Fox and MGK and um, Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian kind of stick their tongues to each other? Like eating face. Yeah, they're the first ones that touch their tongues. They lick each other's cheeks. That They were the first ones to do but it. But was the Hulu thing on, was that the thing with like Sebastian Stan and someone else? I didn't watch it. I don't know. I didn't watch it either. I I know there was some sort of thing that like Sebastian Stan was like playing um, Tommy Lee. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that was it. It was called Pam and Tommy, but I know that they were really upset about that. Um, so the, it was good. Um, a few more things I want to say is that, um, you know, there was an incident where Tommy Lee attacked the paparazzi. And I remember that being like a really big thing back in the day. And she's like, fuck you to the paparazzi. And the paparazzi is like, you're a drug fiend. Where is your kid? Where are your kids? What kind of mother are you? And she says, it was the first night that we went out after having our son. My mother had my child. We were coming out and Tommy Lee just, the camera, she goes, the camera was right in my face. And he just grabbed that pap and fucking threw his ass. And he went rolling. And then all the paps like attacked her, you know, and verbally. And they were so mean to her. And I remember her saying like, they pepper sprayed her, Ricky. They That's pepper so sprayed crazy. her. And she's like, what is wrong with you in my face, in my mouth? Like, and so rightfully so, she freaked out on them. And then they got more of a disgruntled image within the news. And then you know what? Eventually, they were suing these people for this drug tape. She had a miscarriage, lost her baby. Like, she was like, I'm not. And then she was pregnant again. So they fucking dropped the suit. 
Like, she married Kid Rock. Do you remember that? I completely forgot that she married Kid Rock. Yeah. I completely they, forgot about that, too. Wait, they reference at one point. She goes, oh, yeah, because she looks over her kids and goes, remember, we moved to Detroit. We lived in Detroit for a second. And then she's like, remember, I married Bob? And I was like, who the fuck is Bob? And then they flashed to Kid Rock. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot Kid Rock's name was Bob. It was just so crazy. And then I want to say how it all comes back to Bravo for me. They end the series <clears throat> with her ultimately not knowing where I, uh, the doc, with her not knowing what's going to be next for her, right? So maybe Hey White Lotus season three could happen. And also but people all- have been like, let's get her on, like, let's get the Beverly Hills Housewives cast set around her. Well, you know what? But like here, I want to say it all comes back to Bravo because at the end, they ended up casting Pamela Anderson to play Roxy Hart in Chicago. And, you know, we got to see the sex tape kind of be her demise. And so that was her like reentry back into the world. And she got great reviews for it. I'm like, look, Lisa Rinna did it. Erica Jane did it. Now Pamela Anderson's doing it. So maybe she does have a spot in Beverly Hills. So from your lips. We'll see. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm glad I because I feel like she almost like got like not canceled exactly, but I just felt like people thought she was being too sexy. And then like that's when people started being fine with people like Megan Fox coming on and being like on Transformers, like in a capacity where all she is doing is leaning over a motorcycle in booty shorts and texting and like we're not seeing her face while she's texting. We're seeing her for like ass view. And it's like, okay. Yeah. No, that's totally what it is. It's just crazy. But um, you know what else? Okay. I'm going to just hit you with one more thing. That's that on I- Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. I was going to say it's on Netflix. Are you watching anything on Netflix? I put it on my watch list, but something else that recently came out. I was a fan of the original Bling Empire. I watched uh, the one that's set in LA, Beverly Hills. And I liked it the first season. I sort of watched the second, third season. They sort of did it the same way they did um, Selling Sunset, where they filmed like two seasons, like back to back. Like they didn't actually stop filming, but there is a break. They broke it. Yeah. Speaking of um, Heather and uh, Tara had their baby yesterday. Oh my God. From Selling Sunset. And they're, and they're going to have a new show, I think, coming out on HGTV, but they had a baby. So congratulations, Heather. But sometimes with these Netflix reality shows, I just feel like they have such a short shelf life because, first of all, they do only a certain amount of episodes. Then they want to see if it, like, hits. And then you wait, like, a year. And so much has happened. And if you watch the first season, you're probably already following these people. So you know so many things in advance, especially if they're big life events. But... They just came out with um, Bling Empire um, New York. And so I've been watching that. I really like that. I just love a show set in New York. You do. You love a New York show. I haven't watched that yet. I but I like the cast. There's one woman that's like so invested in fashion and she's going to like New York Fashion Week. And you feel so bad for her because in one episode she um, had finally gotten an invite to like the Chanel show. And she's, like, decked out in all of her, like, Chanel goods. Like, she looks amazing. And the traffic in Paris causes her to get there five minutes late, and she is not allowed in. So she was just, and like... she, like, ends up having to leave in the car, and she's crying, talking to her agent. And it's, like, 
You know, that just happened to Madonna's uh, daughter this week. Yes, I saw that and I was like, damn, this shit is so serious. Like, the messed up part about it is she was the spokesperson yeah. for their spring ad. And she arrived right at six o'clock and they didn't let her in. Yeah. I think it was Mark Jacobs that she did it for. Yeah, it was Mark Jacobs, I think. Yeah. So, but. Um, but we see Mark Jacobs in Bling Empire, too. This specific girl, like, talks to him at his show because she goes to his show. Like, New York Fashion Week is happening at some point in the show. I think you would really like it. So maybe you should give it a try. But maybe I, it, I did something that I have watched. I have, like, one more episode to go. Um so I'm interested to see what happens. You know, I'll put Bling Empire um, because you know what? Now I think that we're about to hit, you know, it was a slow beginning of the year, but with a busy February coming with Bravo. And then I'm also watching um, the Bella's, Nikki Bella says I do. Who and is so, she? Huh? I, I, I know I asked you this the other day, but who are the Bella twins? Okay. So you have Brie and Nikki Bella who are twins who came up in the WWE universe. They had a reality show that was based around them called Total Divas. And then they were the hit stars of that. So they branched out and they got their own show called Total Bellas. And then we followed them for so many years. And then they mm -hmm. decided to end their show once they had their kids. Um, they, they decided to end their show. And uh, they were on E. It was an E network show. But then Nikki Bella ended up marrying Artem Chmerkovsky, or I don't know how you, Chiminska, no, Maxim Chmerkovsky is the name I'm thinking of. Artem, I can't say his last name. He's a Dancing with the Star pro who's won and stuff like that. It's actually a really sweet love story because when Nikki Bella was on Dancing with the Stars, she was engaged to John Cena, and Artem was her professional partner. And they were good friends and everything didn't work out with John Cena and Nikki Bella. And a couple years later, they ended the Total Bellas series with Artem picking her up on a motorcycle and them going off into the sunset. And you think, oh, my God, how cute. She starts dating her Dancing with the Stars partner. No way it's ever going to work out, right? No, they end up getting married, having a kid. They have a son together. And now they're getting married because COVID hit. So it pushed their wedding back. So we're following. It's a four-part season little docu-series, and we're getting to see Nikki Bella, Mary Artem, finally, and the wedding takes place in Paris. Okay, well, where can we watch it? It's on E! Okay. On Thursday nights. It's an E! special series. It's an E! special. So I love it. And if you guys love Nikki Bella or the Bellas, I really, or if you've been following her journey, you're probably already watching it. But if you didn't know about it, watch it. It's only, we're only two, two episodes in, so we've got two more left. And I have a feeling that maybe they may be announcing a new show, but this time it won't be Total Bellas. I think they may name it like Bellas and Family or something because now they've got other people included in it. So fingers crossed my Bellas come back to TV because I listen to their podcasts. I watch them on YouTube. So I love them. Well, I mean, who doesn't love a good suggestion for a show? And I hope that you guys have found something that you want to watch next. And if you need more recommendations, always slide in my DMs because I've always got plenty of opinions about what you guys should be watching. And if you want to hear more about those opinions, make sure you're following myself, that Bravo Gay, on Instagram, and Ariel at Bravo and T, or our collective account, Bravo Critics, and make sure that you are subscribing and commenting and 
you know, just giving some love on the podcast sites. And if you guys have something bad to say, I'm ready for it. So <laughs> until loves. next time, guys. He, he wants you to bring it on, guys. He wants you to bring it on. <laughs> Give oh. the man what he wants. Give the man what he wants. But for real. All right, and guys. We'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers. Cheers. Everyone's a critic. <laughs>